1: Welcome, everybody. Hey, hello, everyone. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's good. My hands are so freezing. My little
0: Mediterranean beauty.
1: Oh, oh, listen, this olive oil, I tell you, like my skin. What? Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I I drizzle olive oil would be like a ridiculous statement. I like just like gallons pour olive oil over everything that I eat and it feels terrific. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, But one side of my body is like overheating and nearly burning because I've got this like space heater right beside me. And then the other part of my body is, the other half is completely freezing. So tis winter without central heating, everyone. Just giving you an, my weekly update.
0: <laughs> we'll have to rotate you mid-show.
1: Yes, that's very true. Like a rotisserie true. chicken. Like a chicken. <laughs> uh, that's exactly. No, no, no. I do feel like the chicken that where the, the rotating <laughs> function has just stopped. Yeah, I'm going to get... A little too overseered on one side. Oh. So you sent me on a mission to see about a boy, the film with Hugh Grant. That was your last piece. Oh yes, yeah. Well, I didn't because I'm too cheap. I no longer have Apple TV, and it's not on Netflix. So, but I did. Not only did I watch some trailers, but I also read this synopsis, this article that was written mm. mid-pandemic that said we have a lot to learn from this movie from 2002, mm. which is no man is an island. Like this whole sort of like. We're just an island thing, and people quickly learned through the pandemic that like island living is not fun anymore. We want to have connection and to get vulnerable and stuff. Yeah, that was exactly
0: the message.
1: That was the message. (laughs) So you know, getting a little less independent. Yes, and a little shout out for um, for Sarah's course, right? Because you sent me a little bit of a little free taster of some of your modules and. you know I have a little bit of an avoidant part of my attachment style and like (laughs) it's time to just get over my independence and give it up a little bit Mm. and start to lean in and build community so yes well
0: I'm glad it's having an impact
1: yeah thanks coach Sarah (laughs) you
0: are most welcome anytime yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) so okay so turning it over to the relationship news the desk of love what's going on Well, as
0: ever on the Desk of Love, we like to make you all feel normal and well-adjusted as much as
1: possible. (laughs) Oh, we definitely need that. (laughs) So today,
0: I'm going to share with you seven issues that all couples have while watching TV together.
1: Okay. Just so we can all
0: feel normal about some of those discussions and challenges that may go on whilst we're on the couch with a Netflix moment.
1: Which, and it makes you want to have separate TVs, right? Because it's so freaking annoying. (laughs) okay all right so tell me what's normal this sounds great
0: i definitely recognize myself in some of this so yeah. here we go so seven issues that couples are facing whilst watching tv together so the first issue is infidelity
1: um okay <laughs> <laughs> like cheating with you on the tv like yeah exactly like porn like no. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we know
0: where your mind's at.
1: I uh, well uh, always.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, sexy Anna. That's not where we're at today.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man. <laughs> so no, we are talking about when you go to bed early and your partner stays up
1: late, and they lie to you about skipping on to the next episode. Oh. 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 So if you guys are watching Game of Thrones together, yeah. and you're on episode like whatever, whatever yeah oh my god
0: and your partner
1: carries on watching without you A sly skullduggery oof damn
0: there'd be words i tell you there would be words
1: can you imagine if they start doing spoilers oh, oh yeah well this is gonna happen can you imagine okay Well I, ha- I
0: have heard of people who actually lied and said that they hadn't watched it oh and <laughs> and then you go on and it kind of tells you where you're at or you can see which episodes <gasps> have been played oh of course on some players yeah. Because there are more players than just Netflix to watch um, watch TV on, we should we should point out. That's true. Um, although it is my favorite choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can tell kind of where somebody's watched it and then they'd lie and they'd say, well, such and such must have watched it. It wasn't me. No. So yeah, you can oh. get yourself into all manner of problems with this one.
1: Oh my God, that's awesome.
0: The next one is unlawful savoring.
1: Okay, again, What? <laughs> like seeing some hot item on tv and getting secretly turned on when it's not your partner
0: no sexy Anna oh man
1: I keep thinking I'm right I'm nowhere close in the
0: ballpark (laughs) no so this is when one person believes in delayed gratification and the other is all up for binging the whole series in one night.
1: Oh, 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 yes.
0: So, yes. Yeah, so this is where you have kind of different viewing patterns. Now, this would definitely be something that comes up in our house. Mm-hmm. So we have been watching the same series for, well, longer than we've even lived together. I would say we're probably <laughs> going on maybe at least 12 months now. What? Now, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of series in this, this particular show, but still. I would have had a boxed off, like, within the first two months, if that.
1: I was going to that sounds like 1990s behavior of, like, oh. waiting for the episode to come on TV every week. Exactly.
0: My other half, no, 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 no. He <gasps> would just, like, have a little soups on every now and again. I'm like, no, I need to know who did it. Oh, my. God. It's like the, an
1: advent calendar. Like, you open a window. Oh, my God, You have yes. to wait. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. wow oh
0: so yeah so guilty as charged we do have some some separate viewing um ideas when it comes to to binge or not to binge mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. wow
0: the next one is um something else I'm guilty of which is falling asleep
1: oh I do that all the time <laughs> Man. so the
0: other day I had to watch the program that we've been watching mm-hmm. I had to watch the end of it whilst I was having my breakfast the next day so we could get TV lined
1: up for that night yes I do that it, all the time it off. oh actually that makes me really sad my ex actually I think it really really riled him up because I it, it really made him feel like I didn't care but I just I, I have like borderline narcolepsy like I just I, I have that's what I said last night right I
0: just got narcolepsy it's not my fault no
1: <laughs> man I do have to say my ex really did he really put up with a lot because I would just fall asleep <laughs> And then I would be like, wake up like three quarters of the way through and be like, tell me what happened. <laughs> I like worst. rewind it. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, well, so you're, you're worse than I am. Gosh, aren't you a challenge to live with, sir? God. <laughs> no, I tend to
0: fall asleep towards the end. So then when we wake up and the credits are rolling, I can just kind of say, right, I'll, I'll catch up again tomorrow.
1: Oh, so, oh. Yeah,
0: got cover it covered. <laughs> we haven't fallen out about that. Yet, Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. There's always (laughs) time. There is time. (laughs) Um, Number four, also in connection with falling asleep, is yelling at each other for falling asleep.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: those words that come out, are your eyes open? I can see you fluttering.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep. Mm -hmm.
0: And tell me the last thing that they said. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. That was a useless case with me. It was very clear that I'd fallen. asleep. Like, there's not even a, yeah. Totally.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so issue number five, pausing the program.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm having flashbacks. Yes. <laughs> this has nothing to do with sex, by the way. I know for sure. I know for sure. Sexy Anna has jumped off the train now. Now it's just total annoyance. Yes.
0: <gasps> so did you get annoyed when it was paused or were you the one pausing and causing annoyance?
1: No. So the thing is, is it was like, oh somebody gets up and is like, don't pause it. I'll just be right back. They go to the kitchen, they come back and they're like, what happened? It's like, (laughs) bloody hell, let me just pause. No, no, no. Don't pause it. Don't pause it. I'll be right back. Or I would do that. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. (laughs) To pause or not to pause. That is the question. Oh, Pause
0: unless you're going to ask questions.
1: I'm having like, I don't know about anybody else listening, but like I'm having like pandemic flashbacks. Like that was two years of our lives. I forget what it was like to be on house arrest with another person at Netflix. <gasps> oh my God, it was no wonder. No wonder we're all like divorcing, right? Like, <laughs> to pause or not to pause?
0: Who, who knew Netflix could be such a blessing and a curse all at oh, the same time?
1: Oh God, wow.
0: Okay, we're nearly at the end, so we've got two more to go. So, um, differing time commitments. Mm-hmm. Your partner wants a 57 dynamic takedown of corporate greed while you've only got 28 minutes <laughs>
1: uh-huh yep yep
0: mm-hmm. I, we have been known to kind of look at the clock and decide what we're gonna watch based on how long the show is
1: 100 that's really smart i just
0: realized like how sad i sound right now
1: <laughs> no no no. it's true though i know that's adulting yeah, it's quite a depressing life isn't it
0: yeah i got really excited the other day because we had a new radiator fitted in, in the kitchen and i was like super stoked about it
1: To be honest, I find that really hot right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But three days before it was happening, I was like, guess what's happening soon? Oh my God. And then like, you know, on day two, it was like, won't be much longer before it's not so chilly in
1: here. Oh my God. I'm so turned on. Listen, I'm still baking the left side of my, uh, like I could do with a, a, a new radiator. That sounds amazing.
0: You'd need to change buildings, my love. (laughs)
1: Well I could just like There's a bunch of Heating sources in here I just don't want to Turn them on Because I'm just scared Of like incurring costs For my Airbnb host In the middle of an Energy crisis I just have too many Scruples
0: It's yeah It's tough out there (laughs) Okay last one Something I know Is a challenge For many Uh huh Issue number seven Chewing loudly During quiet parts
1: Okay chewing loudly Is a deal breaker Anytime (laughs) Can I say that? (gasps) No chewing loudly ever.
0: What about crunching crisps?
1: Well, like chewing with your mouth open is a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. I get you. You could be Roger Federer and I'd be like, out, out, open mouth, out, done. Oh, but okay. But if you're chewing like nuts with your mouth closed. Yeah. Debatable, negotiable. (laughs) What about I can you? See, I
0: can see this love desk has really got to Anna tonight.
1: Oh my God, it's really getting... Like, I I am flashbacks.
0: We are triggering some old wounds oh. that are being opened right now, listeners. Well,
1: you know, but it's funny. My ex is not a... He's a quiet eater. And uh, so I don't remember actually that being a thing. But like, mm. I have been in the company of other people just casually who chew with their mouth open.
0: Yeah. So I used to have an ex um, not chewing with his mouth open, but... Um, he could not stand it if I was eating crisps while watching television. Oh. And it's one of my fun times is to get a nice little snack bowl. Yeah. And uh, have a little munch away while I'm watching TV. Yeah.
1: Nice glass of wine. Yeah. Obviously
0: when it's not still dry January.
1: Well, it's how many minutes left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it's like a nice kind of chill hour experience. And he yeah. used to get absolutely furious. Oh. So you could tell when the relationship wasn't going so well because I deliberately had some crisps.
1: Oh, Sarah, you oh, very dirty dare. bird. Before I am um,
0: before I learned some relationship etiquette.
1: Oh, and communication, right? <laughs>
0: and communication yeah. and what's really important in life.
1: Oh damn, you got it.
0: So, so yeah. They are the seven issues that we are all facing and the struggle is real, my friends.
1: It is. It is. And I wish you good luck. If you have any better luck than I did, dispatch in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. So, shall we um, hop along to a hot topic? Oh, let's do that. Today's hot topic dealing with an anxious partner
1: mm-hmm. this is really important
0: are the anxious because of the crisp crunching that's what i need to know first
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so true i mean like everything look at potential modifiable external causes <laughs> totally absolutely so
0: you um touched in your opening there about attachment styles mm-hmm. and uh, you talked about avoidant attachment style mm-hmm. but one of the other attachment styles is actually an anxious attachment style Mm. and uh, can generally arise when um, we have uh, the bonds that we form when we're young between our parents or caregivers then often translate into how we perform how we perform how we form bonds Mm -hmm. as um as adults in adult relationships Mm -hmm. so i think it's useful to kind of know at this point that um those attachment styles are kind of they're like anything in life it's guidance Mm -hmm. it's not a kind of clear-cut black and white this is who you are you'll stay that way forever often it's kind of a predominant style but it might be that some relationships you can form um, better attachments than others so it might be whether that's the type of relationship or the person that you're forming a relationship with you know we're, we're too complex to kind of narrow things down to boxes Mm -hmm. but that said it can be really really useful to recognize where we've got some tendencies that play out in relationships Mm -hmm. and where we have certain reactions to things and that may happen in the relationship or things that our partner do that then kind of bring out a certain type of behavior so this kind of plays out um from an anxious attachment style can play out with um with the need to kind of need over communication so we talk about communication all the time and mm-hmm. um, how important it is but if we are going kind of the other way and we're needing kind of an excessive amount of communication or reassurance or affirmation that things are okay that can be a sign of you know an anxious attachment style.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, there is, a, there is such a thing as a bid for too much communication yeah. that is unreasonable, Yeah, which is true. We don't actually talk about that all that often. Mm. Yeah. So, and that shows up as, like, and I've been there. I've been anxiously attached in a relationship because yeah. you can waffle and and, you know, and I have always been freaking out, fearing that if I don't hear from them, my yeah. interpretation is they must be cheating on me, they must not yeah. love me anymore, like, within span of, like, Minutes to hours, Mm. I will go from like, oh, the relationship's so amazing. We love each other so much to, oh, my God, it's ending like that. Yeah. You know, and I I have people who are like, maybe I'm bipolar. And that's a a misinterpretation of Mm. this experience of having your mood and your emotions shift like storms in Jersey, which is like four seasons Mm. in one day. Yeah. And it can feel really tumultuous and terrible. And then you act out. So you might be crying or screaming at them, uh, silent treatment, passive aggressive. um, So the behaviors you employ will often just push somebody away.
0: Mm yeah Hmm. and it's and those behaviors that we see are often in you know the direct opposite to how we're feeling inside as well um we see that with avoidant attachment styles as well where you know people will kind of play out a certain behavior which just you know underneath we all still have this desire to form a connection to form a bond to have a relationship it's it somehow just gets a bit murky in the middle between that kind of this is really the relationship that I want. I want things to be kind of going well. I want to feel happy. I want to feel secure. I want to feel safe in this relationship. And there's a bit kind of in the middle where we go just a bit weird and the behavior just gets erratic and we can't quite explain it. And it it's almost like it's you, your body and mind has been taken over. Okay. And then there's kind of the bit at the end then which results in this um, what can be seen as counterproductive behavior that moves you kind of you know further away from where you want to be as opposed to closer to where you want to be and that bit in the middle where you where you really at that point you should be kind of saying i'm not all right um i'm having these weird feelings these weird thoughts that feel kind of out of character i don't really understand it come kind of talk about it when you say this it's making me react in this way and, you know, not without kind of, you know, blame or claim, but just about an observation about what's going on. But often we don't do that bit. Um, we just jump from kind of zero to 10 in, you know, the space of a nanosecond. And actually none of us really kind of know what's going on in that situation.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the push-pull. And, and, yeah. and what we know is that avoidance, people showing up with an avoidant attachment style in that particular relationship tend to attract somebody who takes on the anxious role because it Mm -hmm. turns into the dance get close push them away want you know want to pull them towards you know the fights the makeups constant drama up and down yeah and when we're stuck in that pattern we always just blame the other person if they didn't do that then it wouldn't make me crazy but (laughs) Yeah, I've been that, like yeah. if only they wouldn't, if, if yeah. only they weren't so like, you know, whatever. And if, yeah. and of course, yeah.
0: Yeah, the other thing we'll say is things like, um, well, they know that's going to wind me up.
1: Oh my God. they have done
0: it deliberately.
1: Oh my God. That's they are deliberately
0: messing with my mind right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and like everything, like the key is there's a little bit of, op- of you know, bucket A and a little bit of bucket B. Like we know for sure that, and you know, Listen. We choose the people to have the relation, like we set up the dynamic. We're, we're gaming the whole system, right, to reinforce messages. If you're anxiously attached in your relationship, you fundamentally don't believe that you deserve love and unconditional love and you believe you're going to be rejected. And, mm. you know, hell if I don't make a situation where I get rejected because <laughs> if you keep going down that road, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And it's the same with an avoidant attachment style as well. You're, you're creating a situation where you don't need to attach to people because the underlying kind of message is, is very similar.
1: Yeah, it is very similar. But, you know, your partner does have a role to play. So if you yeah. feel very anxious, it's very likely that you are with an avoidant an avoidantly attached, you're not likely with a securely attached person. Some, or per- sometimes, sometimes not. True, but if it, but generally, like those feelings of anxiety might show up, and your person might employ some more effective communication strategies to help to reassure you. And and we should never depend on that. But mm. if you're really feeling your anxiety flaring, like I do, I have very, I'm very likely dating somebody who's avoidant, avoidantly attached, very mm. likely. But. So there's something, you know, on their shoulders of responsibility, but there's a lot on mine. There's a lot that I need to do differently if I'm showing up anxiously attached.
0: So let's say that you're, because the hot topic is all about kind of, you know, what can we do as a partner in that situation? So how best, so we, we. We've just kind of talked about some of the types of behaviour that may come up. So if we notice that there's kind of, you know, weird fluctuations in in behaviour, there's a real need to kind of have a a control, a desire to to know what's going on. This kind of need for information about what's happening, checking um, arrangements, checking where you are, you know. If there's not a response to a text message, instantly kind of, you know, following up and having repeated messages. So you can kind of spot the anxious behavior. So find the partner in that situation. What are kind of some of the ways that we can start to address this and to support the other person?
1: Yeah. Because ultimately, the other person has to do a lot of work to ground themselves emotionally and to. But the first thing is boundaries, very strong boundaries, which is. I get you're feeling really upset, but you can't treat somebody like that. You can't treat me like that. And th- these are my limits. But, you know, that plus compassionate, affectionate communication and and being as um, as forthright as you can be. Like none of us can be 100% reliable and predictable. But, you know, to to sort of be fair and, and to not withhold communication to, you know, torture somebody um, is. So I would say boundary setting very clear, predictable communication um, mm. and compassion. Yeah. What, what about you?
0: So I think, you know, picking up on your point about the person who's actually feeling kind of the anxiety and saying they have a part to play and they, you know, should look at kind of where some of their things are coming from. It's equally as important for us as the partner to say, okay what part am I playing in this because there's always a responsibility on both sides so you know what is it that I'm doing and also then what is my reaction when my partner behaves like that what where do I instantly go to it's true because there'll be a place that you go to that you know and whether that is withholding communication or going do you know what I'm going to deal with that later I'm not going to bother replying
1: yeah totally. which will
0: inflame the situation and we can understand why people do that get it it's kind of like do you know what this just feels like too much I can't deal with it right now I'm going to press the pause button I'm not going to respond respond but equally we know that that's something that's going to inflame the situation so I think you know looking at the part that you're playing I would also then look at okay if I want to show up differently in my relationship if I want to 100% 100% support my partner in this and I know that there's something that they need some help with. How can I do that? What do I think is the best remedy in this situation?
1: Right, right. I, You know, what I think about is I think about what would a securely attached person do? and yeah. Because I'm not very securely attached or that's a, <laughs> the lowest part of my attachment style. That's the, the lowest <laughs> bar, the smallest bar in my attachment style. But um, always just checking the interpretation and and... Yeah having the first interpretation to be something that is generally giving your partner the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Is super. So grounding an interpretation that just gives everybody the benefit of the doubt. It's the kindest interpretation.
0: Yeah. So it's when you get that initial reaction that says, oh, they must be doing X, Y and Z to stop and ask yourself what else might be going on.
1: Yeah. So it's a great question
0: just to kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, dive right in and it works on both sides if you're anxiously attached or if you're the partner of somebody who is anxiously attached like just stopping yourself pause for a minute and ask that question what else might be happening yeah if yep. this if my first thought isn't true what else could be true
1: yeah in this moment and usually come up with something that's far more boring <laughs> <laughs> far less traumatic
0: absolutely absolutely yeah.
1: now i should say that look if you're anxiously attached I, so the whole thing and you have some great material around that which is first of all check to see is your smoke detector is this cabin light going off is it a glitch mm. in the system is there a signal that's like shining red danger danger get out fight in you know litigate inquire is this a false signal or is there some is your gut also telling you there's something fishy going on yeah. is this person, do do they have multiple people, you know, are they do they do weird shady stuff like they hide their phone or they're attending to messages at two in the morning or their phones blowing up at all hours? Like that is shady shit, right? Like if if somebody's inconsistent, then check with yourself. And like, is that okay behavior for where we are in our relationship? Right now, if you've just mm. met them, chances are they still are dating multiple people, and that's fine until you have a conversation, otherwise. But if you're like if you've agreed to be monogamous and you're a year in and there's shady shit going on yeah I mean then that might be a real signal
0: yeah yeah I think we've always got to look at the data points that we're receiving and the brain can get it completely wrong at times yeah (laughs) it can interpret stuff in completely the wrong way I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about um how something had gone missing and um so we're talking about how like has it really gone missing has something really happened more sinister or is it just that it's not where you thought it would be Mm -hmm. and like we've all had those moments where you are convinced that something is in a location Mm -hmm. like so convinced you can almost picture it in your mind being there and then six months later it turns up somewhere completely randomly different and then suddenly suddenly your brain remembers and goes Oh yeah, I remember putting it there on October the 21st, 7 o'clock, right before I sat down to watch Netflix.
1: (laughs) And that's, you know, it's so funny because we believe so much in our brain and our memory, but our memory will trick us. We have so much bias to our memory. It even leads to conspiracy theories like persecutory paranoia, you know, like Mm. somebody's out to get me, they're moving stuff on me. Now, there are abusive relationships where there's gaslighting to that extent. It does happen. But you know one interpretation could be like if okay is somebody doing this on purpose to you to just fuck up your mind or is there a chance that there's a what else would be going on if it's not that Mm. is it possible that your memory is not 100% you know the fidelity of your of your memory is not 100%
0: yeah I think one final point I'd say in terms of kind of you know if you're the partner and you're in the situation and you're kind of facing up to this like I think one of the kindest things that you can do is open the gateway to communication Mm. because often when we're feeling kind of really anxious we feel um unable to speak the truth Mm -hmm. and have the courage to speak up about how we're feeling because um we can carry a lot of shame for some of the feelings that we have and some of the thoughts that we have or we could have been kind of ridiculed in a certain way in the past and therefore it kind of hangs over us we don't really feel safe enough to share some of this information Mm -hmm. so one of the kindest things you can do to your partner is to actually just open that doorway to communication by maybe sharing a small observation without any judgment that just kind of says you know something along the lines of you know i noticed that and then you share your observation happened when share the situation you know what is it about that that caused that reaction or you know would you like to talk about it because you know I really love you and I want things to be okay between us
1: yeah and one brave question for it is what did you you know are you comfortable to share with me what did you initially think was going on when you couldn't reach me yeah and that's really hard. It's like, well, I thought you were like with your ex or I thought you were cheating on me. And mm. and, and not ridiculing. If you hear that back, be like, yeah, that actually, that's a terrifying thing. If that's what you thought, that's yeah. super terrifying.
0: But also not jump into the defensive either.
1: Of course. Yeah, right.
0: Because as soon as you do that, like you're going to shut down communication instantly. Right.
1: So how would you actually keep, how would you... If somebody was brave enough to share with you their worst case interpretation, the scariest thing they could think about, which is along the lines of being rejected, right? Mm. How do you hold space for them and receive that graciously and compassionately? What kind of thing would you say?
0: I think you'd say something like, God, that must be awful to think that. Mm. That must really make you kind of scared about what's going to happen next if you believe that to be true.
1: Yeah. And and perhaps a a follow-up might be so... How can I show up, if I'm able to, how can I show up in a way where I can help you arrive at a kinder and more, you know, likely interpretation?
0: Yeah. Or, you know, what can we do to help us both feel more secure in the connection that we've got?
1: Oh. Sarah, this is why you're a relationship coach. Oh, I can awesome. say all of this
0: on air, my lovely. <laughs>
1: Damn I love that. I it's love like that. all
0: of it when it comes to your own relationship. It's like, oh yeah, God, this is really hard, isn't it?
1: <laughs> but that just makes me excited for the relationship of the future, because I'm like, man, I'd love to practice that line. Wouldn't yeah. that be a wouldn't that be a great conversation?
0: I think do you know what? Like we always say in relationships, it takes a lot of courage to kind of step outside of the norm to admit how we're feeling about things, to share some of these irregularities that kind of pop up into the brain every so often you know it takes a lot um and but it is two-sided we've got to give people the space to be able to do some of this we've got to make people feel safe and secure to share this stuff with us so we really got to consider the reactions that we give back and how we support our other half when we're in some of these more testing times and we've got to you know got to be kind of there for each other
1: absolutely oh thanks sarah that was great
0: in love and squishiness again
1: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> well squishy because tis the season it is just after the holidays so <laughs> <gasps>
0: mm. Do you know i'm so annoyed like dry january everyone's sleeping better like just generally feeling better losing loads of weight saving loads of money None of that happens to
1: me. <laughs> oh, not even the saving money?
0: Well, probably that ah, bit, but yeah. I'm sure I've found something else to spend on right, instead. Right,
1: yeah, of course. But yeah,
0: like I get on the scales quite regularly <laughs> and ain't nothing shifting. Oh
1: man, <laughs> that wine. Ugh. Oh, yeah. By it's saying, healthier than the
0: I know that it's good for me, so yeah, I don't is. need the scales to tell me so.
1: There you go. You're right. You're yeah, right. It's all fine. I think
0: maybe a little yeah. little bit of weight loss would have been nice though. All
1: right. A little bit, right? A little bit <laughs> of a, a better little
0: universe. What's happening? I know.
1: I know. Totally. Gosh. <laughs> Cruel.
0: Alrighty. Shall we um, take a question?
1: Oh, yeah. Let's go for it. Okay.
0: Today's question. How can I tell my friend I no longer want to do things with them because they're just too flaky?
1: <gasps> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what might that look like? Like, what do you think this person has gone through before writing this question in?
0: Oh, I think a lot. Yeah. (laughs)
1: You
0: you know, I I think a lot of the time with friends, we give them almost kind of more grace and understanding than we do partners. You know, we can be quite tough on our kind of intimate partners, can't we? But when it comes to friends, I don't know, do they kind of get away with a bit more because they've generally kind of being in your life longer they've you know we make connections quite early doors, don't we? And we tend to kind of keep a hold of them unless kind of you know there's some major circumstantial changes but you know friendships particularly as you kind of get on a bit in life you tend to kind of have those friendships for quite some time mm-hmm. so we can give them more grace we can forgive them easily and um, so we can often let them get away with quite a lot that we wouldn't tolerate from a partner
1: and, and that's, I mean, I spend a lot of coaching time, you know, identifying relationships where there's major boundary violations because, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like there's this legacy effect where people met us when we had no boundaries and we put up yeah. with anything. You're right. And we keep these relationships around when really there's more and more and more um, conflict yeah, because this is no longer respectful. We're, yeah. we're putting up with behavior that's far from respectful
0: yeah although um i did see <laughs> i saw a reel the other night and i sent it to one of my friends actually <laughs> where this girl was kind of like she was all dressed up ready to go out ready to party full makeup on full you know dress ready to go and then the caption was um when you get a message from your bestie at the last minute and tells you that you can't can no longer go out um and then all of a sudden so then this woman starts transforming she's dancing about she's taking off her makeup she's getting her pajamas on she's getting down on the couch pours a glass of wine gets the pizza out switches on the tv yeah (laughs) so the be times and it was like you know tell me that you're kind of not you know something about tell me you're over over 30 or yes. kind of when your best friend cancels and you're over 30 yeah, or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. so like totally different reaction so there can be times when actually you're okay with it and you're kind of like yeah that's fine I'm you yeah. know I don't mind I wasn't that bothered about going out anyway I'm kind of it's come at the right time because okay. you know maybe I've been super busy and it was kind of like a welcome break okay. but I I guess the challenge is when this is a type of behaviour that's kind of on rinse and repeat, like we're always making arrangements, always let me down at the last minute, um, you always pull out. And with that comes quite a lot of feelings and um, kind of you know we just talked there about interpretations that happen in relationships no different in friendships right so then we interpret that as you don't want to spend time with me like you don't value my company you don't value my relationship we haven't got a strong connection I don't mean as much to you as you mean to me the relationship feels very one-sided like and so the kind of story goes on so we get kind of caught up in this and some of that may or may not be true Mm -hmm. but the point is there's something happening here that you that you don't like and you're not you're no longer comfortable with and as you say you might have been comfortable with that in the past but you no longer are so something's got to give
1: yeah and so what has to happen
0: conversation yeah (laughs)
1: yeah yeah, and that's the hard <laughs> part, right? Because a lot of these, t- this goes unsaid, unspoken, yeah.
0: right? Yep. yep. Well, you know, well, remember we're always in choice, right? So it's it's entirely up to you whether you confront it, but you still have other choices at play. So you can choose not to make arrangements with them. Yeah. You know, you're in a position where you get to choose, right? Okay, do I do I make plans with this person? Do I accept invitations from this person, mm-hmm. or do I just say I can't do it? Or do you want to go completely the other end and say, actually, you know, this friendship just is no longer for me. It's not serving me. It's not bringing anything to my life. It's not adding, you know, I don't get feel good factor from it. It's more kind of draining, destructive. It's um, it's making me second guess myself. It's impacting my um, self-confidence, my self-esteem. Therefore, that's not something that I need in my life and I need to put an end to it.
1: Yeah. And even more choices about the how, Um, and actually I frequently coach folks about, you know, sort of helping them to find a really powerful choice through. A Mm. lot of us will opt for the quiet quitting ghosting technique of just kind of easing ourselves out of a relationship and hoping that maybe we can just exit without anybody noticing, which, and, and to be honest, there are some relationships where people... As they go through all their choices, they're like, this one I choose. I don't have energy to actually have a conversation about why. And I know that if I brought them up, the person would be super defensive and I don't have that energy right now. Sure, ghost them, you know. But if if you're just doing it because you think you don't have any other option, you know, that person might eventually be like, hey, why don't you ring me anymore? Like, we used to be good mates. Like, or do you want to go to this thing? Like, you're deluding yourself if you think you're going to make the problem go away just by ignoring it. And and again, a lot of us ghost people because we think it's easy and we live in this magical realm. Like maybe the person will just get the point and leave quietly.
0: Well, but the reality is, you know, if that relationship is naturally coming to an end anyway, maybe the other person isn't that interested. Yeah. And so there may be a point where actually you just form a natural kind of split and that's just the way it is, you know. Yeah. We're not friends with everybody that we've been friends with since, you know, the day dot,
1: like... Yes. And and that's wonderful. There there are some people where they do just sort of ghost or they just naturally let a relationship fall by the wayside. They don't they never have a conversation that says, Hey, mm. I think we're moving apart. And it works. But if you expect that person to kind of come back to the three weeks later and be like, Oh hey, as if nothing has changed, that's mm. gonna be that's where you're gonna you're gonna have to use your words.
0: Yeah, and you have to be prepared that if you're challenged or so if you go down that route, then you know, be prepared that at some stage you might have to face it and in which case, you know, it's still sensible to do some preparation in advance so you're not caught off guard or kind of, you know <laughs> we've all being backed into a corner where we say things that we didn't want to say or, you know, maybe kind of shared something in an unkind way because we hadn't really thought about how we'd want to
1: approach it. That and I find, again, whenever I'm coaching folks who are anticipating a very difficult conversation, there's a couple of things. Number one, stay on message, one message and one message only. Mm. Remember that a boundary is a, it's a dot sentence. It does not require justification. If you choose to give justification, you that's an option, but don't let somebody drag you off course because then it'll dilute your message and then you'll end up stepping over your own boundary. So something like, you're always flaking, okay, so, hey, so, you know, I want to have a conversation with you, timeliness is a really important value of me, and, and showing up when you, you know, um, showing up for commitments and seeing commitments through is a really important value. And there have been three instances where you haven't shown up, and that doesn't sit right with me. So Mm. because of that, I I do have to take the following action. Now, people who are late, I am a late person trying to reform myself, or people who are flaky, they have every excuse in the book and they don't want to be challenged. So they'll be very defensive and they'll try to poke holes in your argument. Well, but this, no, but my grandmother, no, but I was late from work. Just keep, run. Keep. don't be dragged off course, bring it back to say, I hear you, but in my books that is inconsistency and that's a values mm-hmm. violation. So this is why I'm having, this is why I'm taking this particular course of action.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah there may be the chance that they don't actually know kind of what they've done and you know they aren't aware actually of how many times they've let you down or the impact that it's had on you and that might be the kind of you know refreshing turning point for your relationship so all manner of outcomes can happen don't always believe that it's going to be kind of the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. um human beings surprise us all the time with their reactions sometimes in a good way sometimes in a not so good way
1: yes i'm like trust but verify so yes (laughs) but have your bags packed for the potential defense that's all i'm saying
0: hannah's always running she's on the run
1: no but not not saying to to cancel it but just to say prepare for somebody's defensiveness to try to to you because again like your friend is okay with the status quo. It's working for them. Yeah. It's not working for you. Nobody yeah. likes change. So they're going to try to drag you back to status quo, right? They're going to yeah. use defensiveness.
0: Yeah, but it's being it's having real strong self-regulation in that moment because it's really easy once somebody starts with a defensive card that you jump on the merry-go-round as well and before you know it, you're having kind of a really unsavory conversation that mm. you're like, oh my God, how did we get here? Like, mm. how has it taken such a turn for the worse? So I think, you know, going back to your point about kind of really just staying with the message that you intended to share, it's just being really kind of clear but kind um, about the, you know, what you, what you want to share and not getting dragged into anything else yeah. in a kind of he said, she said moment. Right. Where afterwards you kind of, you know, you're sitting there going, What? How did we end up yeah, there?
1: Yeah. Well, you always do this. Oh, but yeah. you're always spending time with your boyfriend, never with me. Oh, yeah. but you owed me money and you never paid me back. You're such a dick. Totally. Like, you're right. Like, left without fences, this thing can mm. go all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Keep it yeah. on message yeah. so that you don't feel hysterical and frantic because when we feel like we're being dragged off message, that's when we get. That's when we get scared, and that's why we get angry. Mm. So
0: well, when we feel under attack, right? Like that's yeah. a natural. You know, it's natural to to either want to come out fighting or just to kind of shut down in that moment. Mm-hmm. um But yeah, self regulation very important.
1: Ugh. We say, and if you ever reach that mountaintop, <laughs> let us know. Take some pictures from the top.
0: <laughs> I'm uh, a big advocate for taking a, br- a little mini break halfway through a heated discussion.
1: <laughs> oh, good for you. Five minutes. Yep. So, yeah, Every boxing match out. has an intermission.
0: Exactly. They don't let them crack on for hours on end. No, you're
1: right. <laughs> Bikinis with those big signs and stuff like that. That's what I think about. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. Uh, Wow! <sighs> well, show, action packed,
1: action packed. You're right. Well,
0: and not a bit of sex inside for you.
1: <laughs> no, but there was a little bit at the beginning. Well, no, you're right. You tried. Oh, you tried. I tried. I tried. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I I have a new business idea for Athens. So there's a bunch of sex stores here, and some of them like supermarket size, very big. Mm. Um, but they're all like very like dungeony and like sorted mm. and like ah you know there's no and I was just at a dinner party yesterday and we were all commenting like there's no like fem you know female centric like Mm. sex positive like really affirming welcome spaces and I was like man I think there's like a business idea here like I think this is my true calling maybe stay in Athens and like develop this like shop and community for like you know
0: well that's how Ann Summers made her money in the UK so she took over her father's business I think and uh, she became the kind of head of the empire and she completely transformed the shops from being kind of those dirty you know flasher mac type environments to um something that was fun pleasurable nicely merchandised um you know some some fun things in there as well as the kind of more serious side of it and mixing it up a bit but making it welcoming and not sorted oh
1: you know, funny, somebody brought up Anne Summers yesterday because mm. it was a bunch of Europeans. Oh my gosh. Well, listen, so if I never go back to Canada, y'all know why. <laughs> 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 I have found my true calling, everybody. Greece needed me at this moment in time to <laughs> develop sex positive sex shops.
0: I'd love to have gone back, but
1: I would have loved to have gone back, but, <laughs> back, but you know it's God's work. <laughs> 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 my true vocation is calling. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mm, let's watch this space
1: watch the space somebody get me from Athens because this could go this could go down quite a road
0: (laughs) Uh, how much red wine are you drinking out there
1: you know it's funny (laughs) I started off really on a bender because like you can just buy like you know a half liter for like two or three Mm. euro and then I was like Anna you got to slow it down like you can't just be drinking a half liter wine and a half liter wine doesn't sound a lot it's a lot like it's a lot (laughs) But the thing apparently is that like in Athens, like businesses and like the whole environment is controlled a little bit by mafia. There's a little mm. bit of corruption. So the the good thing that's holding my horses back is like it's almost impossible to create such a ridiculously scandalous and controversial uh, business idea. Um, I'm kind of a pacifist. I don't know if I could see myself like paying off the mob. So I don't know. <laughs> I think the I think the idea is going to die on the production floor, but still.
0: <laughs> I love how well thought out you've made this, though.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, no. This was thought out. <laughs>
0: There's been a few hours put into this research already, yeah. hasn't there?
1: Who am I going to scoping out of this
0: business plan?
1: Totally, totally. <laughs> I don't want to have to be then selling my services to the mob to get my shop up and running. I'm telling you, like <laughs>
0: it's like I would have <laughs> broken even. But, but that massive payment to the mob yeah. just scuppered all my profits.
1: Oh, totally. Five years later, it's like, <laughs> Anna, what are you doing for money? Yeah. Well, we've the apple has fallen very far from the tree. It all started with that five weeks in Athens. It'll be fun, she said.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Let's hope we can carry on recording our um, podcast when you're in bed with the mob.
1: <laughs> in- <laughs> Well, that's going to be a different look. Yeah.
0: That's in next movie watch, Married to the Mob.
1: Oh, okay. All right. You got it. Sarah's <laughs> so like, please watch this as required homework. Yeah. I
0: can't actually remember what it's about. We just remember the title now. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably something completely renounced.
1: It's very apropos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. oh, well, it was a pleasure as always, my lovely.
1: Fun as always yeah alrighty <laughs> till next time till
0: next time so that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Sass. we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover if you need help navigating all things relationships Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support email info at geordielass.com please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.